What's up, guys? This is Gabriel Kai, and you are watching the Three Count Podcast. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now We're Into the Ring and I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And by now after, you know, season four, our 300th and something episode, I would just hope you would say with me, right? I am your Sherpa because like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently. You can, and that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this man at Eclipse. You can find this man at Fight. You can find this man at R-E-W, U-E-W. You can find him at Vibe and D-C-W. He is always on point. He is always on time. And he is always ultra. He is an ultra, uber, charismatic Gabriel Kai. Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. up man gosh that's the best intro i've ever gotten in my life <laughs> wow well, welcome welcome to the show cool. man i never had anyone say all those things about me thank you it's very, <laughs> very nice <laughs> yeah how you doing though man i'm great man i'm great one day at a freaking time one day that, that's really all that we can do because it's like you know, we, we met a few times, right? So finally we decided we wanted to pull this trigger and get you brought up on the show and stuff like that. And even like the most recent time, we got to actually work each other at Fight. And mm. uh, even though it was like brief, we got we got our little interaction in. But uh, no, man, it's like you have like this like infectious ball of energy that I just like being around. And so when I get to see you, I, I genuinely just become like, I feel larger than life because I'm around this guy who makes everybody feel larger than life. So I wanted to bring you on the show too. That way. I really, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be burnt out, but I don't want people to see me getting burnt out. So I'm just like, all right, come on, big ball energy, big ball energy. That's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad someone said that though. That makes you feel better. It's, it is tough though, because like you have to like, whether like you're just in, in okay. So like full, like full transfer in this business, right? Like you have to be like, this larger to life character, you always have to, and whether you're like heel or face, you have to have this ultra personality. But then when you do like podcast interviews and stuff like that, you also have to be that same way because like, you know, you can't really be behind a curtain too much. Right. But that's why I love doing this show because like you can kind of tell people like, yeah, you know, like recently I just did a three day circuit and I'm exhausted. <laughs> I needed to take some time to kind of just like, push everything away and I remember uh we were doing we do our debate show on Sundays and Chaz was like I'm taking a mental day and he just didn't show to the podcast <laughs> that's funny good for him we needed a mental day at least yeah and I feel like there was something else going on too I think his wife wanted him to go to church and like so he was like I'm gonna go to church and I'm taking a mental day and he's like and, and he's like Cliff you're not allowed to be on the podcast and I was like okay I guess I'm taking a mental day too and so we had our two friends actually do an episode of the Three Count Podcast for us while we were gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we lucked out. <laughs> but, yo, man, like, uh, right before we got on the air, right, you had been talking about how you've been traveling, like, North Carolina, obviously being in D.C. Yo, man, like, how do you manage to, like, juggle it all? Um, well, I hate to say it, but my uh, my girlfriend, she – with her job, she has everything on like this Google Calendar type thing, 
and um I wasn't really too tech I wasn't what's the word I wasn't too technologically savvy when it came to like posting a picture and having like all these dates posted on where I'm working at because like for for some reason like stuff changes like like an instance or like making a whole flyer almost seems like a waste of time because I'm gonna change something on it but um she she told me because she sometimes she'll remember when I have a show and then she won't so she had me put it on the calendar so I was like okay I think I have to actually start doing that to really keep tabs on everything but it wasn't like I was busy like like I am now like I think I this is probably the most I wrestled like in a short period of time versus like 2021 I think I was wrestling at one place once a month no one place once a month and then like somewhere in Richmond that same month probably and then it would probably happen well not even once a month maybe like every other two months or something it was just very very slow very slow mm. the google calendar i hate it but it works right yeah it, i i write all my like all the places i'm working like on a physical calendar so like when my wife comes to me and she's like uh where are you going this weekend i was like it's on the calendar I was like, you didn't read it. And I probably should do a more digital calendar and to like share it with her because I feel then she'll be like, I don't know where this IWL thing is, but uh, I guess you're going to be there. I don't know where, you know, one CW is, but I guess you're going to be there. So I definitely should start thinking more about like sending it digitally because then you can also, you can change things up too if you need to. So I was like, that, that might be a good idea. I'm going to have to start doing that now. <laughs> Very helpful. Like, I mean, I have a whole dry erase board calendar in my room and I haven't used it since 2020 it's just there <laughs> it's funny too because you talk about like the number of times that you had to work in 2021 i know for me in 2020 was that was my first year like like being into the business i think i had like four matches and i think i wrestled like 17 in 2021 or something like that and then it was like 37 last year and i was like i was like this is crazy and then i saw myself the schedule this year um and i was like dang i'm loaded up like a lot like i'm working at a lot more places now and i was like some things probably will have to change because i can't work at all these places that i wish i could go work at <laughs> but hey go ahead sorry i thought i saw something no it's nice though like having a busy schedule like that it just because i i don't know some people like to party on the weekends. I like to chill out. But if I'm if I'm wrestling, it's a completely different vibe. Like I'm I'm excited to leave the house and go to a show. But you know, when it's slow, it's like, oh dang, I'm just gonna stay home. I'm not gonna do anything. <laughs> it's funny because I went to a show one time and uh, like they had told me that there's a possibility I could get booked on the show, and I didn't. So what I ended up doing was like just asking people if they want to come be a part of like our, uh, and I literally had made it up that day. I was like, yeah, we're going to do, we do call it, we'll call it the quick cuts. So we'll just go around, ask people questions and then see how they respond to the question. And so we started doing that and like, all right, we came like a little thing, a little thing. Now we have a lot of people who are like hit us up and they're like, Hey, how come you didn't do the quick cut at our show? I'm like, <laughs> didn't know you wanted us to <laughs> we really just didn't ask it was just kind of one of those things spontaneous that we did so but now like uh so i i found out that i can actually start pulling some content and stuff like that and that you know i talked to a lot of promoters and asked them first if i can 
you know, record stuff. And they're always pretty, they seem, sometimes they're pretty cool about it. Sometimes they're not, but never had a, it's, it's been kind of cool. So we kind of like spun some things off of something that I just like, I wasn't working a show. So I was like, let me ask some questions. So it kind of, it's kind of worked out, I guess a little bit, but uh, a question I want to ask you, right. How did you get into the business? Oh, that's a very funny story. Um, let's see. So, I mean, like a lot of people, like I always, I always watched wrestling as a kid. Like I first saw it when I was like five. I can't remember like the exact match, but I know like I was five years old. Barney was on TV. My brother grabbed the remote and he changed the channel and I was ready to fight, but I was five. So I don't think I was going to win, but um, Matt and Jeff Hardy was on the TV and Jeff Hardy had like this green fishnet long sleeve shirt and his hair was purple at the time and i was like oh that dude looks crazy and then he just started doing all this stuff and i was like oh this is pretty cool i like this <laughs> i've I, I worked on it ever since and like uh in high school i had these big aspirations i was like i wanted to be in the olympics i didn't know if it was for like soccer or uh swimming and like I, I was trash at both but i had the passion for it so i was like maybe i could be like on the equipment management team or something <laughs> maybe i could just be on the bus to go to the olympics that would be enough for me and then uh i almost played collegiate soccer in new york and it was like i thought we had all these costs situated but it just seemed like it was just getting more expensive before i could even start and I just weighed my options and I was like, you know, I'm not good at soccer anyway. I'll just come back home. So I just moved, I came back here and then I went to community college. And because I was doing all this time getting ready to play said sport, I was like, I need to exert this effort into something else. I don't want to just be those people that go to the gym every day, but there's nothing I'm training for. You know, like I like to feel like I'm training for something. And I just jokingly typed up independent wrestling promotions in Virginia. And then I just found one that was like 10 minutes from my house. And I was like, oh, okay. Went to a show first, see how it was like. And that's how I first um, saw uh, Billy Dixon. And um, I, I think I didn't message him. I think I was on one of his uh, IG lives one time. And, you know, seemed like a pretty cool dude. So I was like, I'm going to go to where he goes. And then I just got started. That was 2017 that I started. And then um, now I'm over there in Yorktown. Uh, it's been pretty decent, I would say. But there's not really a lot of wrestling out here. So that's why whenever I post dates and stuff, you rarely see that I'm here at home which I hate it, but at the same time, I don't really like living here anyway. I want to move. <laughs> it's all good. That's pretty much how I started. I just got, I just jokingly typed it up, and I was like, oh, I could probably do this. And then I started training, and I was like, oh, this thing's bad. I think I can do this for real. Okay. Hmm. I think I got some here. And then, you know, naturally just – not naturally. It, 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 it definitely wasn't, like, the easiest thing. I think it was just the running that was weird. I just didn't know how to run in a straight line. Mm. But the bumps I figured out, like, right away. Because I'm clumsy. So I was like, well, now if I fall in public, I know how to fall correctly. 
<laughs> that was a big one. That was a big one that day. I remember uh, it was funny. So we're so at the job that I have, right? Mm-hmm. We had this big like trainer conference, and like we all started playing twenty one, like at the end of the conference. And my my boss had shot his ball. And he like airballed it bad. He's gonna, he's never gonna claim it happened. It happened. But regardless, I was running after the ball, and like I dove out to go like. We were playing at 21. Why I'm trying to save a ball instead of just go grab it, I don't know. I dove over the top and, like, just face bumped into, like, pretty much on the hardwood floor. But I saved the ball, but everybody else, you know, scored points. Regardless, though, my trainer was like uh, – my boss was like, why Why would you do that? I was like, I don't know, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> He's like, how did you – he's like, how did you land like that? I was like, I don't know. I've been training this way for, like, the last three years, so I'm – I should know how to take a face bump. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. They don't, they don't want to act like it, it comes in handy in real life, but it does. <laughs> it well, does. I, realize, I think, to be honest. I was like, yo, my whole world slowed down. This is like I'm falling. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yo, so speaking of like training for bumps and like taking dumb ones when you're not supposed to what's uh what's the worst bump that you've taken the worst bump i've taken uh oh okay the worst bump i've taken uh i was at a show out here locally and we was in this like this auditorium and um dude wanted to give me like a ddt on the outside like on the stage floor and i always thought i mean i always thought spike bumps were pretty cool so that's what i did like i did a spike bump but like i didn't know people didn't hit their heads on the like when they when they bumped (laughs) so like as soon as we went i was like and like i was fine i mean i had like a bump on my head but like when i watched it back i was like dang are you supposed to do that i don't think so (laughs) That doesn't look right. That didn't look safe. And I was watching, I think, uh, who was the best one at taking it? Um, at the time, I think it was either either Austin Aries or Bobby Roode, one of them. And I was like, oh, his head didn't, he didn't hit his head at all. <laughs> I learned that day. I had like this just this bump at the top of my head, lasted for, like two weeks. Crazy. If I didn't have all this hair, I think I probably would have gave myself a concussion. <laughs> that is definitely uh yeah it's funny because like i think about those type of bumps and stuff like that and i know like i i've been like doing this show for quite some time now so like i can actually like when people tell me like the certain bumps that they've hit and certain bumps that they've taken i'm like oh i'm so glad that i have decided not to take set bump or set move mm. right i I had one bump, right? It wasn't the worst bump I've taken, but it was definitely one of the scariest ones to everybody else on the outside, right? Um, I was working a dark match, um, and I got picked up for a schoolboy driver, right? But I've never taken, like, set move before. So, anyway, as I get pulled up for the driver, uh, yeah, I, I got told right beforehand, like, hey, just kind of stay loose. Let me control you because I'll, I'll be able to. And uh, he's like, I'll, I'll be able to take care of you. And instead, what happened was, I stiffened up because I was trying to help pull myself up on top and I just got driven straight down. Now I landed like high on my shoulders, but it, 
everybody else swore I landed on my neck. And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm great. And I just like got up and like walked off. Everyone were like, do you realize what happened? I was like, no, I have not seen this footage back yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, still. Oh, because wow. I've asked for it, but it's just, I've never got it. And I'm like, I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm sure it looked horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. They reacted like that. Like, it must it must have been a believable sell. Yeah. I mean, was that the end of the match, though? It was, thank God. Because, like, it went oh. right to a three count. And then, like, <laughs> I laid there. I laid there for a little bit. I rolled out the ring. And then I walked to the back. And everybody was like, yo, are you okay? I was like, no, I'm great. Like, yeah, shoulders wow. type. You know, I'm good. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Meanwhile, like the top of my neck was like, "Hey, man, we ain't looking left or right." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so question I do have, right? Uh, you have your character, you've kind of built it up, you built this whole world like around your character. But what do you do to help like continue evolving and changing your character? Ooh, um, well, that's a good question because, to be honest, I like. I jump. I'm, I've been bouncing between like a lot of different ones. Like when I when I started out, I just did whatever um, my trainer at the time told me to do. So I was like just this thrift store umaga character, getting pneumonia after every show. And uh, for some reason, I I want I wanted to do like this mask gimmick where I was like rosy, but like faster. Or like I don't know, just Rosie. Like I liked Rosie a lot, and I liked his work with Hurricane. So I was like, oh, I want to do that. And um, I think I think what what stopped that I was just like, it felt like, it felt like my peers were like joking about it a little too much to where it felt like they were making fun of it, and I was starting to like doubt it a lot. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ditch that real quick because I don't want to hear y'all joke no more. But with this one. Um, to be honest, it when when I got injured, I was really like telling myself, okay, I watched all the stuff that I was doing before I got injured, and I was like, I'm just I'm just a dude out there. I'm just this, this fat kid people are cheering for. There's not a character right there, so I was like, I need to figure out who I am right now. And I was just uh, I was watching Kung Fu Panda, like all three of them at once, and I was like, yo, this is this is me as a character and I was like okay what can I do to take this out and kind of apply it to wrestling and it's like the stuff that I was already doing it's like I could do that but like I, I learned real quick I wasn't having fun like I wanted to so once I started doing that things just really started to organically form before me and where I'm at right now with with this character, it's like I know it could it could go in so many different directions, and it's like my next move with it. Really, <clears throat> sorry, my next move with it honestly is I'm just basing it off of what happens next because I, I feel like I could really like I I feel really free with it now to where honestly I'm not even ready for what I do next, but I know whatever it is, it's gonna be something that I can do comfortably and really wow people without without taking the fun away there we go yeah. i think that's like the important thing and you kind of like hit it like dead on the head right is that like 
at the end of the day, like if you're not having fun with like the character that you're doing or whatever you're trying to portray, like it's it just sucks all the life out of everything. Cause like I know, and, and you brought up like something that I have happened happened to, right? Happened to me. You know, I was like getting in, I didn't know who my character was, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so my trainer, you know, and I I, I love sick and the death, but he was like, Hey, well, you're in the military, so we're gonna make you the military guy. He's like, So cut the cut promos like like people in the military would, would like just be very stoic about it and like give your like, you know, be very straightforward and like da 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 da, you know, like 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 the military guys do. And I was like, You never served in the military, but okay, I I can shoot for this, right? And so I started cutting promos very seriously. Like I was a part of like this big agency and that like I was getting commands and like orders like and, and targets to hit. But I was doing it seriously and it was just like so forced. And I was like, I don't, I don't really like this at all. I was like, it's kind of getting over. I was like, but I kind of need this to be a little bit more free than what it is. And he was like, well, cut a promo how you want to. And so I just like opened up and just like, started making jokes and stuff like that. And he's like, but he's like, that's not what military people do. I was like, hey, clearly you've never been. And I was like, we make dark humor jokes all the time. I yeah. was like, and that's the reason why I want to run this. And he was just like, okay, well, let's try it out. And so once I kind of like, I had a couple matches and then I started opening up more, having more fun with it. And he was like, okay, this is what we're looking for. He's like, this is, this, this feels natural. And I was like, I'm having fun with it. And so like, I started asking more people like, Hey, what would you do here? What would you do here? And then like start opening this entire world up about like how much, you know, what, what Red Dog wants to do. And then like everybody started telling me to come up with like questions to figure it out. And I think that's what really broke everything for like Red Dog. Cause it was like, does Red Dog like Pepsi or Coke? And I was like, he hates both because they taste the same. He loves Mountain Dew though. And like, then oh, I started like, no I started creating like, yeah, I started creating like this giant world of just like everything that he wants to do. But really it was just me cranked up to a million and then just like throwing some Ryan Reynolds uh, quotes and then, mm -hmm. you know, you're there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn being in the business? I think uh, two two lessons um, I think I was given. Um, the first one I would say was I had a I was well. Let me get my thoughts straight. Hold on. Okay, so I think one of the first lessons I was I was given was I really needed to learn how to be more. Uh, selfish in a way because I always like I mean I'm always I'm always down for whatever unless unless I really don't want to work with a specific person due to like either their level of experience or something I heard and I'm really quick to just letting them get every single bit of themselves in that match and i'm just like they're just looking dead taking everything and it was it was hard to like look back at my matches because i was be watching i'm just like i'm just getting beaten up bro like and these, like i'm looking in the crowd they don't care because i'm just laying there just taking everything and i'm like why am i doing that and it was just really it was hard because i'm not really used to being selfish 
I would say. Like, I really like to, I'm, I think I'm a people pleaser, like a very bad people pleaser. Like if the people around me aren't cool with whatever it is, then I'll try to like adjust it, but I'm not going to follow you and do whatever you're doing. I'll just try to make sure that, you know, nobody got a problem with what I'm doing, if that makes sense. But now it's just like the, the, there's nothing wrong with being selfish as long as there's a, a balance in between. Cause like, it's not, it's not a one person sport. It's like, it's a, it's a team effort. Like you guys got to work with each other, make each other look good. Also got to trust each other to protect each other. And now that I'm able, like, now that I'm more aware of that, I feel like I'm more in control of what I can do, what I can produce. And I could really like kind of showcase myself more. And that was one lesson. The other lesson um, was to really, 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 really um, learn to take more chances because although with what we do, it's like, like, yeah, like the work has to be done here. The work has to be done there. But then like, you got these like, like once, like one in a million chances that may not appear again for a while. And you're really like, like, if you don't take it right there, you're sitting there thinking like, dang, if I did take that, then I would, I'd probably be in a much different position. Like when I got injured, I was thinking about all the cool seminars that were taking place, the cool people that I would study that I could have met if I wasn't injured. And, you know, I was just thinking, like, I thought too much about like, oh, why did I not do this before I could have met them already? Or I could have worked with them by now and all this other stuff. And the more I'm learning to take more chances, the more I'm learning, like, I could really, like, even if it, even if nothing comes out of it, I don't want to live with regretting anything, you know? Because I think for a while, that's what I was doing. So definitely know how to be, a, know how to be more selfish for yourself. And also don't be regretful when you don't take certain chances. That's probably how I would sum it up. I like both of those. That's those are those are great lessons to like hand out to people. <laughs> yeah, I had a guy, uh, one of the one of the NXT referees. He he's from here and he trained with us a couple times. And I sent him one of my matches, and well, I sent him two matches, and he watched both of them. And he was like, "Dude, like, you're you're doing so much for this guy, but you're not doing anything for yourself in this match." And he was like, I can't really, I can't really tell you what you can do except do more. Like pick and choose when you want to be selfish in this match. Make sure you have your own, like make sure Gabriel was in the match, you know? And I, I took that to heart. And I've been really like trying to make sure that like a little bit of me is in every single match without cutting myself short all the time. So. Right. And then it really does come down to that balance, that give and give and take. I know, like I was, um, I was working at a show, and uh, I had a, an individual like try to break everything down, like in a percentage base. And he's like, you know, I I'm only giving I'm giving sixty percent of the offense, and you're only giving forty. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> it's like that's fine. Like let's just go have fun. And like we got back, and he's like, well, I just feel really bad. I was like, bro. Are you safe? He's like, yeah. I was like, am I safe? He's like, yeah. I was like, did we have fun? He's like, yeah. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, great, we did it. But then I've also, I've also talked to people where like, 
it's been like 90 10 and the story didn't make sense because like at the time it was a face and I was just taking like 10 percent of the I gave like 10 percent of the offense and then didn't win the match and so, like, I definitely understand where you're coming from about being a lot more selfish and getting more of you in versus, like, taking – you're not really taking away from somebody. You're just like, hey, yo, I, I want to work my character side, too, as well, and kind of, like, make this story make sense, yeah. a lot more sense. So I definitely understand that. So you've traveled, like, to different places. You've been a, a, around for a while. Uh, one thing I do want to ask is I need one do and one don't of the locker room. One do and one don't of the locker room? Yeah. Oh boy. Um oh do definitely do clean up after yourself. And even if even if like you see stuff like if you see some like trash in the locker room and you know that you didn't leave that trash there, if you saw it, just pick it up, just throw it away. Like the, the people that own the building will appreciate it. The promoters will appreciate it, and the locker will appreciate it because they'll be able to go back to that building. And don't, a don't. What's a good don't? Unless told by uh, the promoter, don't let no fan in the locker room. That's a big one. I mean, it hasn't. I think it happened once, but I wasn't around. Like someone told me, I went to the bathroom. I came back. People were mad. I didn't know what went down. I just shook it off because I was like, "Hey, I wasn't here for it." So, whoever did it, you know, not to do it again. Whatever, fine. So yeah, it's definitely a conversation that you have to have one with the promoter, and not just the promoters, but like at least a few of the other wrestlers. Because like, if you just bring somebody to the back, like I had, I had a kid ask me. Uh, I was at a, at a show, and he actually asked myself and all of pure ignorance. He's like, hey, can you take me backstage? We're like, no, we can't. And he's like, well, why not? I was like, that's sacred ground, bro. I was like, you ain't allowed back there. And he was just like, oh, okay. All right. I see how it is. I was like, yeah. No other way to it put is. It. That's, that's the line. Put it, man. He'll be all right. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, I'm sure he's probably not over there crying about it. Some still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so those are all like my heavy hitting questions, but we do have to get into the best segment of the three count podcast. And okay. that is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. Mr. Gabriel, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions that you rapid fast and whatever your answer is, that's your answer. 10 questions. 10 questions. Okay. All right. Got to really like, Get my fronts a little to activate. All right, do it. All right, we're gonna put on an imaginary timer for added pressure. Okay. Bing. And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. SmackDown or Raw? SmackDown. Favorite actor? Jackie Chan. Apple or Android? Apple. Favorite movie? The Pest. Marvel or DC? Ooh. DC. Uh, favorite cartoon? Uh, uh, Jimmy Neutron. All right. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Favorite podcast? Three Cow Podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this show. One person I want to see on the show. 
Um, Christian Robinson. Yes. I feel like he has a very interesting perspective of things. Pretty cool, dude. <laughs> and last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word. I can't say it in my house, but uh, I'll just say the, the S word. Mm, mm. Sugar, honey, iced tea. I take a lot of those. <laughs> Bet. Well, that's all my questions I do have for you. So the last thing we need is to have you let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you. Oh, great. If you guys want to follow me. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, it's underscore Gabriel Kai. Um, I would say that I'm more interactive on Twitter, but I promise I'm not. Instagram is kind of like my main platform that I use. So I would probably follow that one. Yeah. Well, there you go. He gave you all of his handles. He told you where you can find him and where you can interact with him the most. Anyway, but like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take it home because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Winter Ring. And now I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And, you know, like I said, I'm your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. And you see him right there, the gorgeous, most handsome person that has ever graced this stage, Gabriel Kai. And you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there or you're legitimately following us on all of our social media platforms. You subscribe to our YouTube channel. You're following us on Spotify. You're even subscribed to, uh, what's it? Oh, you're subscribed to Apple Podcasts and you're leaving those five star frog slash reviews. You're buying our March merch on ProWrestlingTees.com or on ForYourWear.com. You're telling all your friends about us. You're leaving comments, your likes. You're even sharing this with people that you don't like. You're doing all that stuff or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for that outro, and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Quay. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want you to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.